0: Tom Bernard Show with
1: co-host Catherine Brandt,
0: Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Molina. Got a lot of great guests today, a lot of good people on the show. We'll be right back, kick things off, Tom Bernard Show.
2: Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
0: Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. I remember the good time,
2: baby, now, and the bad time, too. We
0: are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show. Everybody's ready to roll. I'm ready. Alex was coming in. She t- I talked to Alex. She said she was coming in.
1: Is she? So, yep. Should we take bets on how late she'll be?
0: In uh, an hour. You think an hour? Hour I and a half. One hour. I'm giving
1: yeah. her 20 minutes. Really? An hour, hour and a half. And a half?
0: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that take on the whole thing, man. I am in such a good mood today because I was on the KQ Morning Show and uh, I was talking to Philip, and uh, this popped up on my on my feed. Which I love. Uh, I'm going to claim residency in California starting as soon as possible.
1: Oh my! So you can pay. Nope. Ninety percent taxes.
0: So I can be a minority. Oh! Ah, uh, it's gonna be the. Do you greatest. think you'll
1: be a protected class
0: there? I'm hoping I can be a protected class. I told Philip mm. I'm uh, to steal the line from Dennis Miller. I'm sick and tired of getting hassled <laughs> by the man. <laughs> California's white population is now 38%. 62% of the residents in California are uh, not white people. The so therefore, what?
1: The whole state, not just
0: L.A. 26 million people are oh what, what used to be considered minority. Wow. But now 26 out of 39 million are, are the majority. So white people are the minority in California. And I'm going to be all over Phillip ass from Same now. Same thing on. in
1: Miami. So Florida's not far behind.
0: <laughs> New York Florida, City as well. Uh, excuse me.
1: New York is probably not oh, far behind either. Yeah.
0: Miami is only 10% white now. So if you move to Miami, uh, <laughs> you get sick and tired of being hassled by the man too. So, But okay, let's see. The state of Florida... Oh, wait a minute. We're almost there in the state of Florida too because uh, Florida is 55% white. 15% black, 26% Hispanic, 3% Asian. 29, 45, yeah, there it is, right there. Uh, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're sick of all the hassle, <laughs> and being a minority is, uh, it's weighing on me. I'm just telling you. It should be. It's so great to talk like that to Philip. It's the greatest. Oh, he just
1: loses his mind. He's just
0: like, well, uh, gosh, I, gee, well, I <laughs> <laughs>
1: remember
0: years ago, it must have been, how long ago was Dennis Miller on the on Saturday Night Live? Is that uh, twenty years ago, twenty-five yeah. years ago, at, at least, least. Yeah.
3: yeah, at least,
0: at least, um, God, it popped up again. Look at that. This Kaiser Family Foundation population distribution by race. Now I've got four U.S. states have majority minority populations.
1: So how can you have my? How can you be a minority if you're the majority
0: in that state? You're not.
1: Well, so <laughs> majority,
0: so can we stop minority.
1: talking about everybody's no. racial problems? It's then?
3: not actually about a population. It's just about hating
0: white people. So basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn the tables and I'm going to just show them, you know, look how even keel I am. Just straight ahead, everything's just fine. It, it is annoying Philip so much. For, for new listeners, Philip Wise and I have been friends for 42 years. Philip Wise is black and he's beside himself in the fact that in Texas, California, New Mexico, and Hawaii, also the district of columbia of course white people are now the minority and it's driving them nuts it's the great i said philip i just the pressure that's been on us lately as a minority has been unbearable <laughs> he just goes yeah that doesn't really count because in the united states a- uh don't try to change the subject on me philip all i know is that as a californian i'm a minority I just want to point that out. But did you I did not know that California had thirty-nine million people living there.
1: <laughs> oh God. San Francisco's huge. LA's huge. San Diego's I mean, huge. San Diego's yep. gigantic. Well,
3: not to mention their entire state relies on constantly getting new people in so that they yeah, can that's true. they can lock them into a state of welfare dependence.
0: Well that's that's gonna be it's becoming a big, big problem. There are still that's one thing I wanted to check on because from what I, what I, the last time I checked, more white people are on welfare than any other race in America.
3: Well, that's because there's more white
0: people. I don't know if there are I
3: don't
0: know if there are any more. That's what I'm saying. My, I just.
1: What happened to California being completely broke? Remember, they were going to be well, bankrupt about four years ago. Well,
3: they're broke, but they can, they still get, you know, federal, federal grants and federal such, grants. yeah.
1: Well, how can you keep going if you're broke?
0: And again, for new listeners, I don't care about any other part of this. That, this whole thing, because obviously I'm a resident of Minnesota, so it doesn't really matter. But as long as I can use it against Philip, it's going to be the greatest <laughs> thing of, in my life. Uh,
1: ammunition.
0: It's just ammunition. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fantastic. It's great news. It's wonderful. Well, Hawaii is, uh, is has a very small white population because most of the people are natives. Yeah. Yeah. That so makes that's sense. that's why that situation. Well, most ooh, of the ooh, islands. Are California. Beautiful. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful baby. It is a beautiful state, really hard to argue that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I see the Dow is down 332 points again today. Oh, my Lord. Because apparently apparently President Trump promises upcoming steel and aluminum tariffs, and therefore the market is in complete panic.
1: Why would he do that? He just promised everybody manufacturing jobs and and
3: tariffs prevent uh, imports and encourage buying domestic.
1: So why would the Dow drop?
0: Because those people invested in foreign companies. What a stupid oh. thing to do. Because well, you know. Trump,
3: all he ever talks about is increasing domestic production. So why wouldn't you invest? I invested in domestic steel, and I'm up $100 today. So.
0: 100 bucks for Andy! Sell, Cha-ching.
3: quickly! I might. Ah. It's been very volatile lately.
1: Well, oh. although if they're going to stop importing them, it, then you should keep your stock.
3: Right? That's true. If the tariffs actually go through, then, yeah, domestic steel is going to go way up. It'll go way up, absolutely.
1: Well, What amazes me is that he promised to do something. That doesn't mean that it, it's a done deal. It doesn't mean it's even going to pass, right? People no, freak out
3: it about anything he they says. Do. Yeah, they he can say that he bought a hamburger and people will start, you know, buying Burger King stock.
1: Uh, I just, <laughs> I, I just don't understand how the market can be that... Sensitive. Well,
0: again, we talked about this, uh, I think, earlier in the week. It really does scare me. I don't know if we talked about it on this show or I talked about it on the morning show. But it scares me to death that the, the market, whenever they raise interest rates by a quarter of a percent, the market takes a big hit. The reason it does is because it costs more money to borrow money when the interest rates go up, when the Fed raises interest rates. Well, if people are going into debt to invest in our stock market, which apparently they've always done. That's, I'm not a, a,
3: that's a horrible idea, too. That's a
0: really bad idea. It's really a bad idea. So uh, that's where everybody's – look, that part of that argument, that part of the argument where rich people are destroying America, that part is true. If all these very wealthy people are borrowing money to invest in the uh, stock market and they cause the market to crash because interest rates go up – uh, you and I take the hit, whereas they just go, oh, well, I'll just write that debt off, you know. That's when they get the uh, get the bankruptcy going. And it- So, look, here's the situation. we got people on both ends, the far left and the far right, which are feeding on all of the rest of us in the middle. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes. I mean, that's just how it is. Honey, could you turn your phone off? It's making constant noise. It fell down. Yeah, well, don't be dropping your phone, sister. It just fell it just fell.
1: Yeah, turning it off isn't going to prevent it from falling.
0: Yeah, but it'll stop it from going
1: ding. Oh, ding. You
0: can ding. You're a ding. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Well, now they've, those things that I was talking about, now they've jumped to the top of the page. Man, it got uh, CNBC in the stock market. We got four states have uh, majority minority populations and population distribution by race, ethnicity, the Henry J. Kaiser Family Foundation.
1: <laughs> so the consensus must have been tabulated or something three years later.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess something like that. So. All, like I said, I, I don't care about that. I don't live in California. I'm sure everybody in California is real happy to be whomever they are. I really don't give a rat's ass what race someone is, what their ethnicity is, what their orientation is, what their gender. I don't care about that. All I care about is I can use this against Philip Wise. That's all I care about. Poor Philip. Poor Philly. How about this Mark Cuban story? What do you think? Of, now, Melina, you're an NBA fan, aren't you?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. Not really? No. College. See, I'm in the same boat you are. College, yeah, I, see, I agree with you. I think college is much more interesting than than the NBA. But apparently uh, Mark Cuban knew all about this sexual harassment that was going on, and it was beyond sexual harassment, by the way. So he's got a lot of trouble. Now, he didn't do it, but once again, a la Meryl Streep, he knew about it but told everybody he didn't know about it. Well, now it's been proven that he did know about it. On Tuesday night, Sports Illustrated published a story by John Wertheim and Jessica Luther detailing accounts by former Dallas Mavericks employees of sexual harassment and a culture of misogyny in the Dallas Mavericks office. That story, which is remarkable despite not being anywhere close to unique, presents three bad actors, former team president and CEO, Turdema Usury. You named your child Turdema. It's
1: probably a family name.
0: Turdema Could be. I don't think so. You never know. T-E-R-D-E-M-A, Andy. Would you look it up? uh, T-E-R-D-E-M-A, turdema. Because a turd is a turd, (laughs) but then an edema edema is uh, like a collection of fluid in your skin.
1: Maybe it's turdema.
0: Turdema. Could be turdema. That sounds better. What do you got, Andy? Turdema. I've had about five seconds. Well, it should be enough for you. Let's go. Pick up the pace. I think it's just made up. It is made up. Yeah, uh, Terdima Usery, who is described as a serial sexual harasser who terrorized numerous female employees over more than a decade. Now, again, this is not sexual harassment. He terrorized these women, and Mark Cuban knew about it. Well, well,
1: I just don't understand how a woman in the workplace who is being terrorized doesn't.
3: Yeah, very doesn't strange. File
1: a, a lawsuit
0: well especially
1: you, with a gigantically rich
0: owner do you think any sorry to say do you think that a woman had what that would go anywhere in the state of texas 10 years ago if 10. she's got
1: evidence yeah
0: oh i don't know does she record it or something well
1: then you yeah i mean there's been cell yeah. phones around for 10 years there's there's no way you couldn't record something in your pocket these days
3: well, it's yeah, if you can't just explain that away, constantly terrorizing dozens and dozens of women, then right. you yeah. know you think that at some point someone would have the idea to record it. Yeah, I mean, it.
1: and I'm not saying it happened. I don't. I don't know. I'm not saying it didn't happen. And if it did happen, it's you know it's mm-hmm. totally un, inexcusable. But if you're being terrorized in the workplace, you've got to do something about yes, it. Yes, you do. You can't just go, oh, well, you know, it's a sports franchise. I guess that's just what's going to happen here. It's just...
0: (sighs) Don't you think now, because of the hashtag Me Too, it will happen, that if this happens again, that women will step right up because they they all feel they have a voice now? I have yet to
3: see anyone uh, recording any of the things that they say happen all the
0: time. That is true.
1: Well, maybe we just don't know about it because lawyers keep things under wraps and do all kinds of stuff that we don't even know about. So... I just think that, I mean, if you had another woman in the office who, you know, knows what's going on, just tell her, to. could you please turn on your video well, on your phone and capture this?
0: This says he terrorized numerous female employees over more than a decade. Former Mavs.com beat writer Earl K Sneed, whom the team retained even through two domestic violence incidents... The second, in an assault of a co-worker. Apparently, this guy likes to beat beat up women. Uh, And Buddy Pittman, the senior vice president of human resources, who failed to respond to the women's reports of abuse and harassment. Now,
1: that's a big problem. When your human resources department isn't protecting everybody, that's a big
0: problem. See, that's what I'm saying. These women did come forward, and the human resources guy did absolutely nothing about it.
1: Well, then you have to go over their head.
0: Well, that's what they're doing now. They're absolutely doing now. What I really like about this article is, and it's a a terrific article, is they compare Mark Cuban to Howard Rourke. Howard Rourke, you guys, if you've ever read Ayn Rand, Cuban is an avowed fan of Ayn Rand's 1943 novel, The Fountainhead. There was even a rumor that he owned a 288-foot yacht named after the book, though Cuban eventually dispelled that. In that book, an architect named Howard Rourke. Now, this is very important that you pay attention to this. He concludes that the problem isn't that he's bad at his job. He discovers no one likes his work. Nobody likes his work. But the problem is he concludes that he isn't bad at his job, but that everyone else has bad taste. So he's an architect that nobody likes, but it's your fault that you don't like him. You just have bad taste. Ran wrote Rourke. Uh, to represent a model of self-reliance and individualism, that character has served as something of a model to many modern tech business leaders like Cuban who have accumulated much, seek the fullest self-glamorization for having done so. It also appeals to people who want to project the image of success or even genius without having demonstrated ev- evidence of either. Ooh.
4: What
0: yeah. they're basically talking about it is these people, like Mark Cuban, will not admit that yes, it was a very smart thing, yes, he was a good businessman, but there is an element of luck to it all that they will not admit to.
3: Oh yeah, there absolutely is.
2: yeah,
0: there's no question about that, and they won't admit to that. so he just closes his eyes and says, well there's nothing, nothing can be wrong. I'm a genius, I'm very, very smart, I'm a genius, so uh, I don't know. nothing can be wrong.
1: I, I thought that Mark Cuban was like a pretty decent guy. I thought he gave a yeah. lot of money to charity and well, gave us time, and uh, I don't know.
0: We'll find out. We'll be back. Tom Bernard show.
5: I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company.
0: If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best, and don't forget to tell them that I sent you. (laughs) you There you go. Just a little California dreaming about torturing Philip Wise. It's (laughs) it's the greatest thing ever.
3: Apparently, it's National Pig Day.
0: It's National Pig Day. Yep. I didn't realize there was such a thing as National Pig Day. What does that mean? I don't
3: think most people did.
1: <laughs> Is it pot pigs or pigs for Just
3: food? Pigs
0: in okay. general, Just I guess. Just any
1: old pig. Charlotte's Web.
0: Yeah, I guess. A sell so, by
1: the dozens.
0: Well, happy, uh, happy Pig Day to everyone. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole <laughs> problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole problem <laughs> like, oh, thank, yeah thank you it's, hey it's
5: march though
0: i uh it is march 1st today it's absolutely true and i said it on the morning uh-huh. show so i'll say it again since uh it'll be on sunday and uh we won't be on the air here or on the morning show march 4th sunday is andy fisher's birthday so happy birthday to andy um, nice
1: march madness starts pretty soon
0: yeah, I wanted to get to the point that our son Andy was named oh, after Andy I, Fisher. Oh, I didn't
1: know you were going to no. go on and on. I'm not going on and on.
0: It's just Andy, <laughs> our son is named after Andy Fisher, <laughs> whose right. birthday is a command, March 4th. Get it? Uh, yes. Never mind. Okay, now what lame-ass thing were you saying?
1: Nothing. I said March Madness is starting. <laughs> well,
0: you don't have to worry March about Madness. the Gophers being have... involved. Oh, my no. God, Melina. Did you see that? Yes. Oh, God. God. How the hell do you lose? Ah, oh. ah. Oh. Rutgers. Rutgers <laughs> didn't Rutgers blow him out?
2: I stopped uh, watching. Yeah, I was just oh god. Just what was? The, do you know what the final was? Because I, I don't know. I think they lost by like ten.
0: God to <laughs> Rutgers. Yep. <laughs> oh god. Apparently,
1: Andy, you don't know this, but Rutgers must be bad. Yeah. Apparently. I didn't know that either.
0: Well, it's all true. I'm just here to tell you that it's all true, and uh, the University of Minnesota men's programs are a disaster.
1: It's true. What? What? That, we should ask JB, why? Why? Why?
0: Yeah, I think it's JB's fault. What are you talking about? Well, it? he
3: deals with uh, Women. women's I know, so but
1: he, he not even I know, know. I know, but he knows. he knows people. He's in the system.
2: Oh, he must have an explanation. Well, I'm glad they finished that athletic complex. They definitely need it. <laughs>
0: listen to that no bitterness in that (laughs) tone whatsoever there uh
1: i know it's like they always say that we need these facilities to stay competitive but then if you can't play (laughs) what difference does it make
0: this is actually kind of hilarious because uh when i got up this morning at about uh oh i suppose it was about four o'clock this morning that story about the University of Minnesota being bounced was uh, on the Star Tribune website. It's gone now. Mm. So uh, I'm trying to look for the score. Uh, it was 65-54. They, 65. They lost by 11 points to Rutgers. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, that's not a blowout. Right.
0: It's a blowout. They lost to <laughs> Rutgers. Losing to Rutgers by 11 is a blowout, believe okay. me. They can't beat anybody. Uh, here's a guy who won't shut up. At first show in months, Garrison Keillor ref- reflects on beauty of being disgraced. Ah, uh, This sp- guy just spin doctor. He just won't let it go, will he? Look, you got nailed. You got fired. Let it go. No. I've been fired millions of times. <laughs> it's not that big a deal.
1: Honey, it's only been hundreds.
0: <clears throat> well, it's only been hundreds. You're right. Spinning tales and singing old songs. Well, I don't know if I'd call that singing necessarily. Uh, Spinning tales and singing old songs, Garrison Keillor confronted allegations of inappropriate behavior with gentle wit at his first public show since Minnesota Public Radio cut ties with him three months ago. I don't know how they managed to fire a retired person, but they did. Keillor told a friendly crowd of more than 700 on Wednesday night at Yavapai College in Prescott, Wisconsin. Is it Yavapai or Yavapai? I think it's Yavapai. Very good question. I think it's Yavapai. Prescott, Arizona. At age 75 with a prostate like a hockey puck. What the hell does that mean?
1: I guess. Did, your prostate's hard? I don't want to know.
0: Uh, he said he recently got a call from an obituary writer. He knows that the controversy will probably be in paragraph 2 of his obit, though it may slide down to paragraph 3 if he wins a National Book Award or shoots somebody.
1: He so he, there you
0: are. Yeah, well, he's, he's yeah, right always after been. the
1: school shootings. That's really hilarious. Yeah,
0: that's, that's Garrison Keillor. People thought he was, well, people. There are five or six people in America thought he was hilarious. Uh, So there you are. You make the best of it, and you go to Prescott, Arizona, where God bless them. They welcome you. Keeler said to a round of applause. Most people in the crowd seemed untroubled by the allegations, which came to light in November amid a storm of accusations against entertainers and politicians. No, they were not accusations against entertainers and politicians. They were accusations against abusers. They happen to be politicians and entertainers because entertainers and politicians think they can get away with whatever they want to get away with. It had nothing to do with the fact that they were entertainers or politicians, except in their own mind. Going back to the Mark Cuban thing, once again, these people think that they're geniuses and there was no luck involved. They're just that wonderful. That's the problem. It just seems like they were jumping on the bandwagon, said Craig Hunter, 75, of Prescott Valley. We used to listen to a Prairie Home Companion all the time. Everybody makes a mistake. Makes a mistake. Didn't he sexually harass women for 20 years or something?
1: I think that was the allegation. That
0: was the allegation. His wife, Mary, also said she was unconcerned about the accusations, some tied to incidents that took place years ago. If he did it 40 years ago, I don't care, she said. We're not that easily offended. This guy sexually harassed women, and she says if he did it 40 years ago, I don't care.
3: 40 years is a long time. It is a long
1: time, and people can change. You know, if he was a pig, and he 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 stopped being a pig, then I guess you have to get over it.
0: He's an intellectual snob, and he is a pig.
1: He is a snob.
0: I have heard from everybody who's ever known him, he's a flaming jerk. I met him 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 one time. I didn't even meet him, actually. The men are pink-cheeked, and the children are pink-cheeked and robust. (laughs) What the hell is so funny? <laughs> Homer Simpson once again nails it. Yeah, that's all I know. Homer had to step up and nail it. That's all I know. Uh, Keeler hadn't performed a show since November 28th, the night before NPR announced the allegations against him. He, against him, he subsequently canceled all of his public appearances. Jude, cut it out. Good God, he's looking. My legs driving me nuts. <laughs> Keeler, had, and it seemed fitting. Honestly, it's
1: pig day, not
3: dog
0: day. Yeah, it's pig day, not dog day. Cut it out. <laughs> it's the year of the dog,
3: though. Oh, well. Oh, then.
0: well. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Uh, it seemed fitting that he resurfaced in Prescott, a city sometimes called everybody's hometown, located in the pines high above the Arizona desert between the Bradshaw and Mingus Mountain Ranges. Folks here pronounce Pres-kit,
5: Prescott, not yep.
0: Prescott, He's, Prescott. Yep. hmm uh, as Keeler noted, people have told me 18 times since I arrived here how to pronounce the name of the town. He said, "Snow that had fallen the day before had, for the most part, melted. It's kind of a designer snowfall." He said as he began the one-man show. Hit Homer saying, "What? What the hell's so funny again?"
3: Wait, <laughs> it snows in Arizona every in once in a while. Yeah, no. in the mountains it does. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's in the mountains. Yes. Yeah.
1: Prescott Indeed. is very close to where my parents live. Like maybe an hour south of them.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cold when we went there that one time. Yes,
1: my parents had a gift certificate to Olive Garden. So they Ooh, wanted ow. to go to Olive Garden. I said, okay, I'll drive you to Olive Garden. And I did not know it was a 45 minute drive to Olive Garden. <laughs> of course.
3: I'm sure it was worth the $5 oh, wow. savings.
1: Because where they live, there's nothing. <laughs> nothing at all.
0: Be more funny. Be. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Now I don't know. I yeah, we'll just let it go. Whatever the situation is, but Al Frank and I guarantee, you is going to resurface, and he's going to be bitching about something. And Garrison Keillor's never going to give it up. And then when he dies, five, ten, fifteen years, I, you know, hopefully, you'll live a long life. I don't know the guy. I just had one brief encounter with him, but. Uh, he Basically, didn't, he, he was, didn't
1: hit on you, did he? he? No, he did not. Okay, good. He did he not put his hand up my,
0: my skirt. 75. <laughs> he's 75 years old he's right now. He's only
1: 75?
0: Yeah. He's always looked. Yeah, he's always looked 80. Great, like, yeah. Always. I have heard from several people at McAllister and at the St. Clair Broiler, which used to be there, and they closed it, which upsets me. But um, he lives in that neighborhood, and apparently, when he would cross the street uh, or jaywalk or whatever, and people would honk, he'd give them all the finger. He loved to give people the finger, apparently.
1: Such fun. Well, He's
0: such a wonderful guy. I just... Whatever. Again, look, here's the deal, Garrison. You've made millions of dollars because NPR bought all your books, and you're, you've had a show on welfare radio for years, and the taxpayers paid you lots and lots of money. Take your money and go away and shut up. At the I don't right? think it's, it's in, in his... Uh... Where the smiles are free, don't you know? Spinning twist, studied the menu... And finally, he ordered
2: the same thing he has every day.
3: <laughs> Maybe it's the TV. But be, be more funny. <laughs> Our guest is
1: on.
0: I have never, ever understood the, the whole situation there. I've never understood why anybody thought that that show was funny. I will never understand why anybody thought that show was funny. <laughs> Uh, that's just me, though, I guess. I don't know. I think you're right. What are you going to do? Um, our, you said our guest is on? Mm-hmm. Yes. She doesn't mind us taking a break in the middle of the uh, interview. That would work out very well, actually.
1: Okay.
0: Is that okay with you? Katie, how are you?
4: I'm great. How are you?
0: Marvelous. If you don't mind, right, kind of right in the middle of the interview, we're going to have to take just a couple of second break. Is that okay?
4: Sure, no problem.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. Katie Daryl. Do you pronounce it Daryl or Daryl? Daryl. Because I had a friend with the same name, but but he pronounced it Daryl. And I don't know why that is. Do you just have an accent? <laughs> yeah, maybe. He had a Minnesota accent. <laughs> Access TV's Katie Daryl ranks the greatest songs, bands, and artists in rock history with some of music's biggest names in the new Countdown series, The Top Ten Revealed. It premiered on Sunday, February 11th, just a few weeks ago at uh, 9.30 Eastern Time. Of course, that would be 8.30 Central Time. Featured guests include rock icon Steve Adler. You know, I just talked to Steven Adler last week. And Stephen... Oh, cool.
4: What, uh, about the show, right?
0: Yes, that's exactly right. And, of course, his mother I've talked to several times because she wrote a book about her own son. and talked... Yeah,
4: Sweet Child of Mine, I think is what it was called.
0: Yeah, I will tell you what, Katie. Interviewing Steve, uh, Stephen Adler... At about uh, eight o'clock in the morning is is an interesting thing. He was a great guy, and he was he, very interesting. But t- try, trying to get him to speak clear English at eight o'clock in the morning is not easy to do.
4: Well, I you know I I was worried about that when we booked him on the the tour, um, but I also thought isn't that some of the fun of it? You know, he, he's lived the rock star life and has that rock star personality, so I could only imagine he did his radio interviews in bed. Uh, in what I hope are pajamas but God knows like I said he's a rock star and that it would be uh, he'd be a little groggy but he's certainly full of stories and he's a fun guy and just can be. I loved interviewing him for this show that's for sure
0: no he seriously he is a very nice guy and his mother's a very nice his mother's very funny actually she really is oh
4: really so, I, I've yet to meet her but i I've heard great things. I mean, listen for, for her to endure everything he put her through during his rock star days, and even oh, yeah. now. I mean, that lady deserves a giant gold star.
0: I like, <laughs> I like the way you put that. And even now, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's very laughs> well, trust
4: funny. me. I mean, you and I both know. I mean, sometimes it's that, it's that phrase like hurting kittens, where we you're like, oh my gosh, like having him in the studio, it's so funny just talking to him about the different topics, and, and he just goes off on a tangent, and he'll be like, I know, that's great, that's great, but we're talking about guitar solos, you went off about kazoos, can you come back? We're not talking about kazoos.
0: That's exactly what happens every time I, I interview him, and I find it funny, of course. Uh, most radio people probably of go off the deep end and get upset about it because they're Pain in the ass, but uh, I found it to be hilarious because he does—he wanders off topic all the time.
4: <laughs> he does, but so, you know, luckily, you know, I, I will say it. Sometimes it really worked to my advantage when we were interviewing him for the top ten review because you know this is a six-episode series. So season one um, just premiered, like you said, on February 11th. We have mm-hmm. Six episodes. It's every Sunday, 9:30 Eastern, and so there's six different topics. Well, or list. Well, each of these lists, obviously, it's a top 10 countdown show, has 10 songs or 10 different things to talk about. So, 6 times 10, we're at 60 different things. So, right. even when he would go off on a tangent, sometimes I was able to use his sound bite in an edit down the road where I was like, oh, we weren't even talking about the price of tea in China on this episode, but luckily on episode <laughs> 4, we do. So, I'm going to take that sound bite and put it right over here. Um, so, it was really funny. I mean, that actually worked out specifically. For our season finale episode, I was talking to Steven um, Adler, it was just about, um, he just went off on a tangent about Guns N' Roses, and he happened to talk about um, the song, "Knocking on Heaven's Door, which Mm -hmm. I hadn't even planned to talk to him about, and it wound up that that information that he shared with me could be used on our season finale episode, which the topic is epic songs that were covered. And as we all know, Guns N' Roses did Knockin' on Heaven's Door, but that was originally a Bob Dylan song.
0: Correct. No question about it. Katie, So, much-
4: luckily, when he went off, I was able to use it to my advantage. I think,
0: <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I need to take a quick break. How long do you have today? Because there are a million things I want to talk to you about. How much time do you have with us? Uh, I,
4: I have 15 minutes.
0: Okay, we'll be right back, I promise. Tom Bernard, you? Just like okay. all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well... I received my first My Pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic! Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My Pillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium My Pillows and two Go Anywhere Pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first My Pillow. If you already know how great the My Pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Katie Daryl with us, Access TV's Katie Daryl talking about rock and roll in and of itself. Uh, today, what is it—the 40 or 45th anniversary of the release of, of Dark Side of the Moon today? 45. It's one of the two. It's 45. Wow! Did you know that, Katie, that, that Dark Side of the Moon uh, was released 45 years <laughs> ago today?
4: No, I didn't know today was the anniversary, um, but I am always shocked when all these cool anniversaries do roll around, like, you know, the the anniversary of the, you know, Sgt. Pepper's album and, and, like you said, Dark Side of the Moon. All of a sudden, you you listen to these albums and then you hear a fact like that and you just go, how is it possible that it's been 40, 45, 50 years when these are albums that are still so popular... And so well-made, you know? I mean, they just are the epitome of rock and roll and music. And there's some albums that were, you know, put out six months ago by artists that I forgot about five months ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Now, just ballpark, Katie, because, I, you know, ballpark's good enough. But about how old are you?
4: Uh, I'm under 40. You're exactly. right. See,
0: no, that's wonderful, because... Catherine and I. This is a family show. Catherine and um, my wife is on it. Our son Andy's on the show, and our Hello. daughter Alex is on the show. Alex is t- twenty nine. Andy's thirty one. You're talking about music now. That uh, in the Beatles case, you're talking about music now that's that's fifty years old, sixty years old, whatever it is. Our daughter, twenty nine year old daughter Alex, loves the Beatles like there's no tomorrow. Now I'm I'm twenty years older than you are, or even a little more than that probably that would have been like when I was 29 years old I would have been a big fan of the Glenn Miller band Fair. you know why do you think it is that, that rock and roll has sustained such life it changed the world first of all it absolutely changed the economy of the world it changed the economy of Western Europe after World War Two and the Korean conflict obviously rock and roll changed the world why do you think that is?
4: Well, I mean, it, it not only did it. First off, rock and roll, and this is actually a great. Uh, thank you for asking this question because it actually uh, really drives home the point of watching this Sunday's episode right. of the Top Ten Revealed because the topic in general for this Sunday is Vietnam era songs.
2: Lo- love it. And
4: during that time, um, music changed. Music really changed, and it allowed uh, musicians to really put messaging into their music. To really go outside of their comfort zones. I mean, a, a great uh, example is um, the song, um, like Edwin Starr, like "War."
5: Mm-hmm. War.
4: Uh, what is it good for? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Well, I mean, Edwin Starr was a, a Motown guy, and Motown wasn't known for singing controversial music. There were love songs, right. and you know these, like you know. Wooing women's songs, and all of a sudden, Motown started getting involved with activism and, and taking a look around, whether it be the war, or whether it be, you know, a race riots, and just the culture in general. And they were, took this opportunity to have a voice and put message and meaning into songs in a way that hadn't been done prior to this era. Um, music also started to allow artists to show off, you know, um, when rock and roll kind of made that turn. You know, all of a sudden people were, you know, hearing a Led Zeppelin song or a Pink Floyd song and going, whoa, what is that guitar solo about? And, you know, the musical instruments were being used in a different way. Um, So I think that's why that generation, whether it be, you know, the 60s, 70s, and even the 80s, you know, what we define as classic rock, Mm -hmm. um, is so important still and, you know, beloved by everyone because they just Shook things up, you know, whether it was the messaging or the way that they were using their instruments and, you know, arranging things, that it just really stuck with us. But you see that everything that's being made now basically was rooted from that and influenced from that.
0: You know, it's really funny.
4: Going back, this Vietnam era episode is um, because you just learn um, not only, you know, we're counting down the top 10 songs of the Vietnam era, and some of these songs weren't specifically written about the war, but people. Um, I mean, the young people in general glommed onto them and started to use them because they, you know, they, they felt the song had other meanings, and they started using it. Um, a great example of that is um, uh, Buffalo Springsfield for, uh, for What, what it's, it's Worth. worth. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that wasn't about the Vietnam War. It was about uh, curfew riots on the Sunset Strip, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden it became a song that uh, the protest generation really used.
0: It's really funny about that, Katie. You mentioned two of my favorite songs of all time, because that was well. My they're
4: going to done. be on the list. I don't want to talk about too many more because <laughs> I want to tune in and hear what the other eight are. But just know, when it comes to the top ten, those are two songs that definitely made the list.
0: I got to tell you, Katie, it's and funny. on this
4: episode, it's really cool because not only are we, you know, talking to these experts um, like Kenny Aronoff, the drummer for John Fogerty. Yeah. Yep. Spoiler alert: There's a CCR song on the list. Um, but we also talked to Dan Rather, and Dan Rather is able to lend his knowledge and his voice to this episode and kind of set the tone and remind people, you know, what was going on. You know, like I mentioned, there were the Sunset Strip riots, there were race riots, there, uh, there was the Kent State shooting. So we get this news information out of Dan Rather that then helps set up someone like Lita Ford to talk about, you know, what was going on in her household and how this music influenced her Um, to move, go on to, you know, be the rock star that she is.
0: Have you ever interviewed Dan Ford, uh, Dan Ford, Dan rather, before? No, this
4: is the first time, but I will say I did dance to, um, the Beatles, you say it's your birthday uh, uh, for a birthday celebration.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you some, Dan Rather is a great interview. I also do a morning show. I do this afternoon show, but I do a morning show as well. That's on a classic rock station. It's a talk show on a classic rock station. Dan Rather was just on a couple months ago because of the, I don't know, if you, the 50th anniversary, I guess, is the best way you can put it. Of the the killing of Martin Luther King happens uh, April 4th, just Mm -hmm. a a little over a month away. And Dan Rather and I talked for 10 minutes about the simple statement, don't judge someone by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. And he was brilliant. He was a brilliant Mm interviewer. He was great.
4: Yeah, I will say, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that it was one statement and it took 10 minutes. Because I will say, I think we only got three questions fired off before we <laughs> hit the 15-minute mark. And finally he was like, yeah, yep. we couldn't know, utilize his time any longer. Um, so we did kind of have to slice and dice some of his sound bites um, to get him into the episode. Um, but, yeah, he's great. He's, he's fantastic. And Access TV is just so lucky to have him and his show, The Big Interview. Um you know, it's coming back for an all-new season in a couple of weeks, which is fantastic, so I love that we were able to kind of get him onto the top ten reveals, uh, just so people can kind of get their fill of Dan Rather while he was on hiatus. Mm-hmm. It really is just a fun show. I mean, how crazy is that, that like one week we could be talking about cover songs and chatting with Stephen Adler to talking about Vietnam-era songs and interviewing Dan Rather. Um, and at the end of it, you know, it's a half-hour program with commercials, so you're talking like 22 minutes of content, and it just flies by, and even if you don't like a song, 90 seconds later, we're going to the next song on the list. And even if you don't agree with the list, chances are you still like the songs. You may not like what was number seven. You may think it should have been number three. But either way, you like the jam.
0: I tell you, Access TV has been doing a great job. I should say, by the way, I love Access TV. You being host and executive producer, I should point out.
5: Look at you. (laughs) That's right.
0: Big shot that you are. You know what I'm saying. I I think it's wonderful.
4: You know, it's such a fun company. I've I've been, you know, fortunate enough to actually work there um, almost 18 years now. They basically took my entire career. So I always joke with Mark Cuban that I gave him my 20s. Now he just has to take care of me.
5: (laughs) Well, so there you Uh, go.
4: So, yeah, so it's been fun. This is like the third, fourth show that I've produced and hosted for the network. Um, And it's just, you know, really cool to, you know, have longevity, to have. Freedom and to have the trust that Mark Cuban um, has given me after all these years that I can put these shows together and um, just know that I have his support and you know behind me on them.
0: Well, you're doing a great job. We we have to get you on the uh, morning show as well. It's a it's a very successful yeah. morning show, and we'd love to have you back on this show because I there are a million things I want to talk to you about. But I will. I will close because I know you only have 30 seconds left, but I will say this. Picture a a 16-year-old me walking down the street in North Minneapolis, and I'm singing Edwin Starr. And my favorite part of that song was when a reference earlier that Katie made when he said, war, good God, (laughs) y'all. When he said, good God, y'all, I loved it. It was wonderful. It's great yeah. music. It still is, Katie. I think the greatest music of all time, rock and roll. Um, it, it, it's wonderful, classic rock, particularly to me. I suppose it's because it's my generation. It's it's very dear to me. It's wonderful to talk to somebody who knows all about it. You're very knowledgeable. Uh, you do your you do your homework. It's it's great news, Katie. Thank you so much, and please do come back as soon as you can. <laughs>
4: Thank you. Thanks for, for having me, and I'll talk to you guys soon, hopefully.
0: I look forward to it. Thank you. Katie Darrell, host and executive producer of Access TV's The Top Ten Revealed. This is my kind of show. That sounds like a great show. It is, absolutely. Stephen Adler, what a coincidence. I just talked to Stephen. It was either last week or the week before, and he did exactly what she just talked about. You know, Stephen. Let me ask you about your book. You know the kazoo playing that we did last <laughs> week. He would just go off on these different tangents. But uh, we've
1: had Ken, she mentioned Kenny Aronoff. We've had him on the.
0: Yeah, we have we had Aronoff. Kenny Aronoff on. Uh, Absolutely superstar drummer Kenny Aronoff, John yep. Mellencamp, and John Fogerty. John Fogarty's coming to town, is he? and I cannot wait. ZZ Top and John Fogarty be at Treasure Island at the Amphitheater.
1: Okay, that is going to be a good show.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to have to make a trip down there and maybe spend the night at uh, Treasure Island Resort and Casino.
1: And Casino! When that
0: happens. Um, yeah, she She does. She, if she is in her 30s, she's done great homework yes. because that music came out a long time before she was even born. Right. Just kind of the way it is. Now, is that something you'd watch, Melina? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just, because as, as young as you are, yeah, I should have probably mentioned the fact that you're even younger than Alex is, and you're as big a, a fan of the music as she is. Now, why do you think, Mike, that is that, that somebody your age, you said you're what, 27 now? 28.
5: It's your birthday can't in April. I believe you're 20. Oh, so, she an, Was she yeah. an hour late? Who wins the bet?
0: I was off by. <laughs> I've been here seven for. Minutes.
5: No, I've been here for. I just didn't have my headphones on because Mike told me who the guest was, and I was like, I don't need to be talking for this, and I'm eating a salad. Well,
0: you should have been talking for this because we talked you about mentioned. you. Oh hey. We, I wish I'd have known you were there. <laughs> I really wish you to put your headphones on because we were talking about this. I'm we talking to uh, talking to Molina about the same thing about uh, Melina's 28. You you just turned twenty nine. Andy's thirty one, and you're all fans of of classic rock.
5: Andy is a fan uh,
0: of classic yeah. rock.
2: Well, Andy, they're,
0: they're yeah, I don't bad. know if I'd say I'm a fan, Bruce. You're a Beatles <laughs> fan.
3: <laughs> Some of it's fine.
2: Are you a you like Beatles? It's
3: certainly, uh, well, certainly preferable to yeah anything that came out in the past 15 years. <laughs> Ever well, since he had that, that mean
5: that. music teacher, he doesn't like music. That's true.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I was like six years old at the time. You can't really. You know, <laughs> Did you have a mean? Could music just be there? a personality trait.
5: I've told you about
3: that. Yeah, she.
0: Yeah, she was not nice. That witch. <laughs>
5: He loved music, and then well, he had a mean music teacher. Now he doesn't like it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, why would you blame music on a music teacher?
3: I, I liked Rafi because I was five.
0: Well, what's wrong with Rafi?
5: <laughs> Who doesn't love Rafi?
3: That's. It doesn't make sense to. I mean, if something changes when you're six years old, that could just be like you know how a person is. Would
1: you like to eat eep, eep eep eeples and tomatoes, yeah. oh, <laughs> eeples, and beninis, eeples
5: and bananinis,
3: mom, bananinis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Come Duh. on, Catherine. Get remember. it right, will you? Does, does, do, kids, do kids even listen
5: to him anymore? Oh yeah, he's still no. a hit. Have they moved on? No. Oh, yeah? okay. is still. Oh, Raffi is? Oh yeah, he's still. He's still touring. Rocco Chocoli a lot. Oh yeah, we listen to. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, because he left the broccoli and chocolate in the trunk of his car and yep. it melted. And we listen to Down chocolate. by
5: the Bay. Where the water, where the watermelons grow. grow. He yeah,
3: is almost seventy. and And he's still touring he's
5: still touring he's still everybody listens to him still yeah we just listen to him at story time on Monday Oh. Yeah, you guys had
1: cassette tapes and little little cute yeah, tape we recorders, had cassette and, you cassette could, tapes. and I let you listen to a cassette tape every night before you went to
3: bed. I do. I remember that actually. <laughs> you know, that I was extremely young yeah, at the time. Yeah, you had
5: Raffy. That was young
3: enough that our bedrooms hadn't been built yet. We were still.
5: Oh, you're still were sharing. A room. Alex
3: and I shared that. Yeah, the, I don't uh, remember
5: pre-my yep, own bedroom days.
3: Well, you would have you been like tiny. two. Yep. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, you were Thank very god. small. Yeah, that's probably one of the first memories I have. Is yeah, listening to Raffy in that room.
1: <laughs> well, it's a good memory.
3: Yep,
1: Raffy's the best. I I love Raffy's songs.
0: Well, it's a great memory for us. I mean, Alex, what you're going through right now, and when Tom is born in uh, oh my god, in June. <laughs> Our grandson Tom. No, I don't care what you name him. I'm calling him Tom. Nope. Okay, <laughs> My God. whatever you want Hey, Tom. Oh, look who's here. Fawn and Tom are yeah, Fawn here. Fawn is actually
1: <laughs> Catherine <laughs> Diane.
0: Please <so. laughs> we'll change it. Up. Well, we'll be back in just a few minutes, Tom Bernard Show.